phone. It's uh, it's the fucking Wednesday before the waste management. I feel like real golf is finally here. It is finally here. Golf is to be king now and, well, for me, for the rest of the fucking year. But for most of you till like, through the end of August, okay? But just know the next seven months, me and you, we're going to be hanging out like the, the two best friends anybody could ever have. What's up, new guy? And I guarantee you there are some new guys here tonight. I'm the Degenerate 75. I'm a high-limit DFS player who is here to help you not suck so bad at PGA DFS. Because if you don't know, this should be tough. A couple things you should know about me. I'm not here to give you a single fucking pick. I also don't care if you like me. So if like you don't like the cut of my chip, fuck off. But you should know if you do like me, I got quite the schedule here. Every Wednesday, we do this, the emergency stream, to help you get everything you need to know to make the most informed, educated decisions to make good, quality PGA DFS lineups that actually have a chance to win. But don't forget, I'm kind of the king of showdown also. I do the showdown hoedown, in which we break down the showdown content, because if you don't know, there's a lot bigger edge to be had at showdown than there is at weeklong. I get it. I love weeklong too. I get it. The prizes are bigger. You're going to win. We're all going to be millionaires. Blah, fucking blah. But if you want to just like not lose your money, go play showdown. It's way better. There you go. Come check that out. Round three and round four every Friday and Saturday night right after the round's over. No time. Just I get it out quick. I get it out quick. And the Sunday tilt's coming up. I think I got Jungle JD. Jungle JD committed to do Sunday tilt for the Genesis. I couldn't get anybody to do it with me for uh, for uh, this weekend because, you know, the fucking Super Bowl. Well, I gotta go to a Super Bowl party. Hey, you here for the drawing? Well, first of all, you shouldn't be here for that. That's just a bonus, you mother father. I will be doing that at the end. For everybody that retweeted, I'll be doing that. I will also be doing uh, three of them just for people that are live in the chat. So make sure you ask a question with a question mark. You will be in the drawing to win a ticket. That we will make tonight and put in the big pitching putt. Actually, I say that. I guess we're going to have to put it in the backup pitching putt because fucking DraftKings undersold interest this week. So hang around for the end for that. And then we'll make a lineup together and we'll split the profits 50-50, you motherfucker. It's fun. Uh, also, you should probably know I have a problem saying fuck. And so because I have that problem saying fuck right there, I put a dollar in the fuck jar every time I say fuck. And last week, uh, my dude Thad uh, wanted to play me at Showdown. Bold move wanting to play me at Showdown. But I got to tell you, he beat me. He beat me straight up. Teddy, what do you think? Pay that man his money. I agree, Teddy. We're going to pay that man his money, but Thad's a gangster, and he said, no, I don't want your stupid money. Let's roll it into a lineup. Me and Thad, we're making a, we're going to make a lineup together. That's what we're going to do. If you want to win this, you will also be in the chat at the end. We will do a drawing for that. You get to play me heads up for all that money. We'll do showdown. We'll do week long, whatever you want to do. I ain't scared. Uh, yeah, I'm on a bit of a losing streak, okay? But that's just because I'm taking it easy on my on my listeners. I want I want you guys to have some success. Still six and four. Sixty percent is pretty good. A wise man once told me. Uh, all right. I got a question for you, new guy. Real quick, real quick. Are you ready? Have you made your lineups yet? You have, haven't you? You mother father. You got excited. You saw all the big names. You saw how soft the pricing was. You're like, I got to make my lineups. It's Tuesday afternoon and I'm bored at work. Okay, I get it. I get it. But that was stupid. Okay, because you don't know all the things that we got to discuss. There's a lot of things that are probably you're going to see in this show that are going to make you change your mind. And so let's talk about those. And the first of which should be contest selection or, as I should call it, what the fuck ever is left over in contest selection because DraftKings doesn't understand that people love PGA DFS. The main 20 dollar eight hundred thousand i think that that filled up by like like legit five o'clock today what the hell are we doing what are we doing DraftKings? get it together i'm helping i'm helping sell your brand and you can't even put contests out there big enough get it together you mother fathers all right don't worry i like DraftKings. okay they're cool they're cool i got a great host 
Uh, you can see the secondary. The secondary is almost filled too, right? It's almost there. So, like, if you've waited this long to get into contest, well, not good news, Bob. I would say you could probably go get in the secondary $5. Shit, this might be the third, right? This might not even be the secondary. This might be the third. Uh, the first one they put up was $250,000. Uh, great contest. Max entered it. Very happy with that. But now you've got this one. At least it's only, what is that, 16.6% to first, half of second to first. That's not a bad one. You know, if you're, if you're playing your 100 bucks this week and you want to go toss 20 lineups in here, I think there's worse ways to do it. Um, man, your options at this point are pretty, they're pretty fucking slim, Bob. They're pretty fucking slim. So because of that, I, I think that your best bet, if you're, if you're a $100 guy, is probably go play this $20, uh, or excuse me, this $3 20 max. Go get 20 lineups in that. Uh, let's see. Am I even on the right thing? Why, why, why are you showing me tears, dude? I don't want to, no one cares about tears. Get the hell out of here. Get the, uh, you showing me all of them. I don't want to see them all. Oh, that's because like, it's so empty now because there's nothing left. There's nothing left. Oh my God. What are you guys doing? $75 three max. Uh, oh, this is, oh, $3 three max. The, 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 the $10 resurgence. I mean, it's bleak. Here, this is the thing. Until DraftKings understands that the people fucking love PGA DFS, you're just going to have to start reserving your shit. you got to get an idea. Every week you play uh, these contests, get an idea of the contest you like. For instance, for me, the first thing I do every Monday is I go listen to Pat Mayo and I go listen to Jeff Feinberg and I go reserve my three spots in Mayo's contest because it's rate-free. Yes, I wish it was like really, really big prizes, but it's a great contest and rate-free, so I go hop in that. I know my contest that I'm going to play in every week. As long as they keep putting out that $5 uh, with a nice flat payout structure, I'm going to max enter that every week. I know I'm always going to play the $200 single entry. I know I'm always going to play the $100 single entry. So I just go reserve those. I usually try to get my missions also, you know, so I get like my crowns and stuff for doing that. But I have a game plan of everything that I'm going to play. And then on a week-to-week -week basis, if I see something new or cool, I'll also go jump in that. And of course, you always want to go jump in the 18 max $10, my baby, that I got created. Which, by the way, three of the four days, three of the four days last week, somebody from my Discord won that motherfucker the contest three out of four we're growing well i'm telling you we're like those little the little sprout things in last of us we're, we're fucking catching on brother we're catching on you better watch out we're gonna cordyceps your ass uh all right so this is what you're gonna have to do until DraftKings catches up to the demand is you're gonna have to know what contest you like and you're gonna have to go reserve them okay even slapdick FanDuel had a really nice nine dollar contest which looks like it is literally filling as the moment happens it is 25 away from filling uh, if you somehow can get in there, I'd go grab these. It's 20% to first. A nice, solid payout structure. I mean, it's never going to be great. It's FanDuel, right? But it's not a bad contest. I always like to throw some in here. Uh, my big five-year uh, anniversary of, of, of binking one of these is coming up next week. So uh, I'll just always have a soft spot in my heart for that slap dick site called FanDuel. But, of course, the best tournament you should be in is mine. It's completely free. Go hop in it right here. It is uh, nothing to get in. In first place, you get to play a ticket with me, and you get a week on the Discord. Second place, just gets a week on the Discord. That's pretty fucking cool. People like it, and uh, there's no. Just go take your favorite line and but throw it in there. Just building the community. I don't. It, there's no. There's no strings attached. I'm not gonna get your email or anything creepy like that. All right. That's contest selection. Now let's get to probably the single most important thing that affects PGA DFS that not enough people give time to. New guy, I'm gonna let you redeem yourself. What's the first thing we always check? What is it? Con okay, contest selection. Okay, we didn't really check that. We talked about it. Try again. Try again. That's that weather. Very, very good. New guy. Look at that. Look at the new crop of 2023 new guys, everybody. Ooh, watch out for them. 
Uh, look, we're going to specifically, we need to talk about wind. And I guess this time of year, probably about cold too, because I've heard cold can affect you. It's easy for me. I'm terrible at golf, no matter what the temperature is outside. So cold doesn't really affect me. I don't want to brag or anything, but it is what it is. Uh, this is, uh, what is this? Windy.com. Okay. And I don't, I'm just a simple man, but I'm not going to brag or anything, but I did pay the $18 for the annual subscription. I know, I know, I know, I know. Calm down, everybody. And they look at six different towers. If you can't tell, we're up in Northeast Phoenix, a.k.a. Scottsdale, if you, for all of you that like geography. And uh, we're on a little course called TPC Scottsdale. And here you go. I just dropped a little thing and said, hey, tell me what the wind's going to be there. And it's convoluted as shit. That's the answer. That's the answer. Because... I have a strategy in these really top end heavy fields like this. I have a strategy that I love to use. It's one that I've uh, implemented a lot at the masters at the U S open at the PGA championship. And it has consistently uh, uh, been a strategy that I love. It's not, you know, I'm not going to share it with you all, but you know, it's, it's not like, Oh, blow my mind crazy, but it's one that a lot of higher level players do. Matter of fact, just saw Tambo talking about it today. And I was convinced I wanted to do it today excuse me, do it for this week, but then I saw a weather edge, and at the end of the day, weather edges are so much better than your picks or my picks or whatever stupid fucking tout you listen to's picks, okay? All those people, here's my top four plays this week. They're all fucking garbage, okay? If they were so good, they'd win all the money, okay? So if you can get a weather edge, you always say fuck it to your picks and you go play the game. However, wind is very complicated this week, okay? It, it's, it's not clear because they have six towers here. And depending on what tower you look at, if you, if you see down here at the bottom, uh, you know, some of these towers are saying tomorrow morning, Thursday morning is going to be beautiful, great scoring, very light winds, very light gusts, and then it picks up in the afternoon. So clearly you'd want to be playing more morning guys tomorrow, right? And then Friday, some of these towers are showing the exact inverse of that, where Friday morning is going to be very, very gusty, and then it just kind of dies out throughout the day. So it would seem perfect for an AM, PM wave advantage, right? They're probably going to have the better of it both days, and that could equal somewhere between a, a shot to maybe even up to two shots if you're lucky difference. And if you don't understand the difference between two shots across two and across an entire wave of play, Players, you're a dumbass. So we want to know this. But the problem is, is with these six towers, we seem to be getting con uh, conflicting information. Hell, some of them are saying that tomorrow morning, if you look at uh, ECMFW, what the fuck ever that stands for, it seems to say that it's actually going to be gustier tomorrow and then kind of dies down during the day. Two of the six towers here seem to say that, right? Okay, well, then let's just say that Thursday is a push. It's going to be roughly the same weather all day. There probably isn't going to be much of an edge. Well, Friday, you know, like what about this Friday 27 to 30 mile an hour gust Friday morning, right? Uh, they're going to be in a time crunch. I, this isn't this isn't the ocean, right? Where they're going to be, you know, oh my God, the ball's blowing on the green. We got we to gotta delay the round. That shit ain't going to happen here, I promise you. Because they're going to be in a time crunch to get this done. Matter of fact, I don't even think they'll get done with the rounds as is. Uh, in each day. They're going to carry over to the next day is what I'm trying to say. So with that in mind, it would seem as though you really want to avoid Friday morning, right? Friday morning looks gusty AF, and then it does seem to die out. Most of them have it dying out throughout the day, right? And not really picking up again until nighttime, but our guys aren't going to be playing under the freaking light, so we don't care about that. So I'm quite torn about what to do, but we are adults. We'll look at more than one source, but you got to remember all of these sites that we're checking, they're just using projections, right? They're just, I've got my model and I'm going to use my model. And it's just, which model do you want to use is basically what it is. Okay. The majority of you are using WindFinder, and WindFinder is great, but all it's doing is just pulling the same shit that this other one's pulling, but it's only pulling one tower as opposed to six towers, right? So you go over here and it would seem to confirm that Friday morning is not the time you want guys out there. It's going to be cold and breezy. 
okay, with gusts. And then it kind of warms up and gets really nice Friday afternoon. So it seems as though Friday afternoon is going to be the best scoring. But if you're out there Friday afternoon, the inverse of that is you're going to be out there Thursday in the a.m. And according to Windfinder, Thursday in the a.m. has 29 mile an hour gust and it's going to be cold. That ain't great scoring either, Bob. And yes, there are winds in the afternoon, but they're not gusty. They're stable constant winds, which is a lot easier, especially when we're only talking about 12 miles an hour, which I think on the worst day, we would consider it moderate winds, right? Uh, not sure why the hell that's there. Uh, is that this week's? What are we doing? Oh my God, that's this week's. Go away. That's just my Rosetta Stone just popping up. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, anyways, so let's go check uh, when, uh, Willy Weather. And Willy Weather seems to indicate that Thursday morning is going to be lower, and then it picks up throughout the day. So that would make me think I want Thursday afternoon, guys. But then they're saying Friday in the afternoon, it's going to pick up and stay there. So then that would cancel it out. And then the Weather Channel, I've heard they do ads. Uh, they, uh, they are saying that Thursday morning, lighter, picks up to about 12. I mean, and then Friday, they have it getting up Friday afternoon. So the, the whole playing Thursday a.m., Friday p.m., guys, as much as I want that to be my truth, as of right now, it's 7.15, 7.13, Lord's time zone. I don't see enough there to believe that it's going to be true. So am I going all in on this wave edge? No. I honestly don't even see enough to make me want to lean one way or the other. But I will tell you this. My sweaty ass will be up till midnight. Look at this. Got the no, – no, no, uh, no, 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 uh, ranch water tonight. Got the cold brew flowing because the big guy is going to be up late, hitting refresh, just waiting – for all four sites to come to some type of consensus about what this weather is going to do, and then I'll make my lineups, right? Because I'm not going to make them until I have the most up-to-date information. I get all of you aren't that sweaty or that try-hardy. I get it, but I am, so I will. Mm-mm-mm. Let's go. By the way, if you're wondering, how can you stay up till midnight to get your lineups made? Well, let me tell you. This thing right here, it's called the Solver. It is the best optimizer out there. And if you can't tell, oh, look at that. My name's on there because it has my projections. It has my ownership, everything loaded into it so that you can take your player pool and make the best versions of your player pool and make the most optimized lineups. It is an unbelievable tool that I could not live without both for a week long, for the 200 lineups I got to make tonight, and for all the showdown contests I do. Oh, and here's the best part. It is a ridiculous $25 a month. You see that little showdown hoedown? symbol use my landing page which is in the description of this and all of that will be loaded and it will help you make your lineup so much more efficiently so much more quickly and so much more optimized at a ridiculous 25 dollars a month okay i'm just telling you it's the best one out there there you go that is it all right let's get to it if you don't know i am a try hard even when it comes to ownership. Okay, if I'm not the weather guy, I'm definitely the ownership guy. As you can see, here is last week's uh, 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 ownership from across the, the industry. As you can see, some people uh, did better last week. Some some people that typically, uh, you know, are, 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 are uh, some people are getting better. We'll just say it that way. We'll say it the nicest way possible. A lot of it was, did people adjust to the late Matthew Fitzpatrick uh, news, which really affected everybody's ownership. Some people had already put theirs out and didn't adjust it, so that really killed their score. I think that you get a much better idea when you look at this bad boy right here. This is the total ownership cumulative since we've started the calendar year of 2023. Surely you are getting your ownership from one of these sites. If you are, you can see how it's doing compared to some others. Some are really good. Some are really average and some are really bad. I'll let you read the chart. That's up to you to determine. Not here to slander anybody. Just a man putting out stats. That's all I am. Just a man putting out stats. If you don't know, we're also tracking Donkey Chalk because we need to know. If, does Donkey Chalk always get there? I hate PGA DFS. Chalk always gets there. How'd Maverick McNeely treat you last week, slap dick? All right. If you don't know, we picked three Donkey Chalks last week. Victor Hovland, Maverick McNeely, Scott Stallings, and, well, I mean, Hovland, uh, he outperformed Fitz and Hoagie. 
uh, and I mean, not by a lot, but he did. Mav uh, definitely got outperformed by Putnam, and this guy named Justin Rose was a pretty nice pivot off of him. And lastly, Scott Stallings barely outproduced Nick Taylor and, of course, beat EVR. So if you want to know what the tracking is so far for the year, it is basically uh, across all three guys. It is about 58 to 42. The chalk is currently beating uh, the 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 uh, pivots. But you also got to remember, oh, see, the chalk does get there more. Yes, but does it get there two or three times more that you're paying for the ownership? That is the question we're still answering. Depending on the, the person, you can see it's kind of hit or miss. Um, and we're tracking again this week. But we need to know. Who is the don't get choked this week? Well, here you go. Here is my top. Wait, it's that's this shoulder now, isn't it? Here's the top 10 most owned guys this week with a couple honorable mentions. When they're honorable mentions, you should always get the antenna going up. Hmm, wonder why they're honorable mention. Probably so I can shit on them. All right. If you don't know, the ownership this week, I had this theory going that ownership was going to be a runaway donkey train this week, okay? Uh, because you got all the noobs back. And if you don't know noobs, they don't know what the hell's going on. So they just go listen to the big names in the industry and they say, oh, I've got that guy. I'll play him. And that leads to guys getting super chalky. But it doesn't seem to be happening near as much as I thought. Matter of fact, ownership this week is about as flat as I've ever seen it. As you can see, I have John Rom here as the highest guy at a mere 20%. What the fuck is going on? Uh, and I think part of the reason for this is, is the soft pricing just leads to people being able to build such nice, balanced lineups that, uh, that, that it's just no one's getting super chalky, right? Like there are some guys that are clearly underpriced. Clear, number two and number three on this list, Patrick Cantlay, Cam Young, just they're just gross underpricings. Both of them are about six to $800 below where they should be priced. And if I know one thing, when it comes to PGA DFS, lineup building psychology, people want to spend their money on good values, okay? And so that's a lot of the reason. Matter of fact, I'm still going to go update ownership tonight because I've heard some rumors about Xander Schauffele, and I saw what the hell happened to Matthew Fitzpatrick last week. So I think Xander's definitely going to come down a little bit. So this is kind of like my this was going to be my final draft, but really it's just my rough draft because I got to go update it now that I've heard this Xander news. Ooh, he's gonna. I've heard he's gonna die. Yeah. Very sad. I heard. I heard. I heard it's. It, it, he might not make it through the second round. He might just drop dead on the course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay, so John Rom, 20%. Well, 20%, he's the highest owned guy. He's got to be Donkey Chuck. He's got to be Donkey Chuck. No, I, he's not even really at Chuck. He's just whatever Chuck, right? He's eh, okay. he's just okay Chuck, right? I, he's only the highest owned guy simply because he's the most expensive. And people know one thing. They spend the most money. John Rom at 20% should not be a deal breaker to you. It really shouldn't. If you're like, well, I can't believe John Rom had other plan. Well, like every other dude up there is right around him. He's just on par with everybody else in that range. Donkey chalk or just chalk in general is when your ownership is so much higher than all the other people around you. And John chalk, or John Rom is not chalk. He is right on par with everybody else around him. So he's just okay chalk. However, let's talk about old Patrick Cantlay. A gro I, I truly think he's going to end up being the most highest owned guy this week. Either him or Cam Young, right? I, I, I'm going to go edit my ownership. I'm kind of hedging like a bitch. But if I had to say Patrick Cantlay, 9,500, he's underpriced. Okay, and when he's underpriced, and he's incredible, and he has course history. Don't forget, he just barely lost here last year when Scotty Scheffler fucking barnstormed this thing at the end, right? So Patrick Cantlay coming in at a smooth 20% when there are multiple guys right around him at exactly half of his ownership. I think we have no choice here, fellas. The man's donkey chalk! Patrick Cantlay's donkey chalk, and we don't play donkey chalk. Except when we do. Except when we do, okay? Cam Young. 8,900. Should be probably 9,500 in this field. I've went back and forth about this for a long time. No, I haven't. He is the definition of the man donkey chalk. Pat, he is donkey chalk. Okay. And you should never play donkey chop except when you do, except when you do. 
All right, those two are obvious, right? There's just such obvious pivots off of them that their ownership is so much significantly higher than the people around them. That's what makes them donkey chalk. Now, I'll be the first to admit, if you love Patrick Cantley or you love Cam Young, you should not get off of them for a mere 20% ownership. Just do me this one favor, new guy. One favor. Just go play them in 2x whatever their projected ownership is. So let's just round both of those to 20. If you love Cantley this week and you love Cam Young, go play them. Really, I'm, I'm being for real. Go play them. Just make sure you have them in 40% of your lineups or 40% of your exposure in your lineup. So that way you have leverage on them. So if they do well, you're actually gaining on the field. Okay, Because if you just go play those guys in 20% of your lineups and they're 20% owned, you're just paying the rake. So don't be that guy. Shit or get off the pot. Fade them because they're donkey chalk or really commit to them so that you still have leverage on them. It is okay to play donkey chalk. The only reason I'm calling them donkey chalk, and if I have to hear one more motherfucker say this incorrectly and quote, me incorrectly. It is okay to play donkey chalk as long as you are aware that you were playing donkey chalk. Did you hear that new guy? It is okay. It's just, hey, I'm putting a donkey chalk guy in my lineup. Maybe I shouldn't put him in there with three other guys. Or, hey, now that I've put this donkey chalk guy in there, maybe I should look for some pivots elsewhere in my lineup. That's all donkey chalk means, you people that don't listen. I used to be a high school teacher, and let me just go ahead and tell you, a lot of people that quote me are a lot like my former students. They can't fucking listen for shit. Okay. From there, Roy McElroy. 19%. What, what, what do you want me to say? He's exactly around where everybody else is. He is just simply, he's just okay, Jock. I mean, like, that's just whatever. He's just, like, kind of the, the same as everybody around him, okay? 19% for Rory is perfectly acceptable, okay? I don't even like to call him Chalk. I only call him okay, Chalk, because I know people are like, anything over 15% is Chalk. No, you're just a dumbass. And you don't understand the term. All right. Xander Schauffele, which might get dropped, okay? So I probably need to tame this one down. But as of right now, if Xander is going to come in around 19%, when there are guys right above him and below him at 10, 11, 12, 13%, because he's 50% higher than them, he is right on the crust of being donkey chop. But because I know I'm going to uh, I'm gonna drop him, I'm just going to give him, eh, I don't love a chalk. I don't love a Bob. But you know what? If you love Xander, don't let that get you off of him. And if you do love Xander, I've got great news. I think that this uh, late-breaking news will drop his ownership a good two to three points tonight, okay? So it might be the time to go jump on some Xander Schaffle. This one's crazy to me. Colin Morikawa for like the last six months is always the pivot guy, right? He's always, well, you can get Morikawa at 8%. Let's go play Morikawa. And now Morikawa's the chalk? What the hell is going on? So Morikawa, 9,700. He's 18%. He is right there teetering on the edge, but I'm in a good mood. I'm just going to give him a eh, chalk, okay? Because he is not significantly higher. Yes, he is higher than the guys around him, but there are guys right there. I mean, you have Xander right there who is in his range, who is right at around the same ownership. So they're both pushing it, but they're not, they're not disgustingly higher than everybody else around him. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, okay? Sungjae and Tom Kim, they're both right there. They're kind of in an island, right? And they're kind of saving each other because if either one of these guys were by themselves, they would be the definition of donkey chalk. But because they're right there together and not one of them is absorbing all that ownership, like if you just took one of those two guys out of this tournament and it was just that guy there, I guarantee you they'd be 25%. But because they're both there, I think they're going to kind of uh, uh, you know, limit each other's upside on what their ownership could possibly be. So because of that, I think these guys both get a pass. And yes, they are definitely higher than the guys above and below them, but not so high that I think we can call him donkey chalk. So eh. you're just going to be eh chalk once again. Ed chalk just means there's nothing wrong with playing it, but you better be committed to those mother fathers because they are a little high up there. Keith Mitchell, who I got to tell you, did Keith put on a little weight? He's looking a little chubby last week, but he played well. So who cares, right? Maybe, maybe it's from all those beers from partying after all those big rounds he's been having. Keith Mitchell, $7,400, 15%. 
There are guys, 2% around him, 5%, and not a single person really within even above 7% around him, right? Other than the, 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 the Hobbit himself from, from the Shire. Uh, so I think, I think we all know what's happening here. Keith Mitchell, I hate to say it. You're Donkey Chuck. The man is Donkey Chuck. Keith, and we don't play Donkey Chuck, except when we do. All right, from there, Scotty Scheffler, 10,300. I've got him coming in at a measly 15%. If you want to call that chalk, you go right ahead, but it's not chalk. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to call it anything, it's just going to be mm-hmm chalk, all right? That's what it is. From there, we got, we got you know, I, I, I got bad news for Mordor, okay? The Hobbit is here, and he has all his magical powers, uh, which, by the way, can I just point out that if Cam Young, you, you, you look me in the face and you tell me that Cam Young does not look like Terrell Hatton had an affair with a female leprechaun. You look me in the eyes and you tell me that Cam Young is not a descendant of Terrell Hatton and, and, a, and a leprechaun love affair that took place about 23 years ago. You tell me that. I don't believe you. All right. Leprechauns, and now we're to Hobbits. What a transition. All right. Brian Harmon, uh, the Hobbit. He's, he's, he's 15%. Matter of fact, when I do my final ownership, I'm going to bump him up more for nothing else than I know this. People love that freaking dude. I don't know why. Well, probably because he just makes the cut a lot. But Brian Harmon is going to be chalk. I think he gets probably closer to 17%. So if you don't see where this one's coming, Brian Harmon, he's donkey chalk. The donkey chalk. You whisper it, okay, because he's a hobbit. You don't want to hurt his ears. Uh, and so uh, there you go. That's donkey chalk. And then, and then Keegan right on the edge. He's right there at 7,700. He's kind of on an island. He's bailed out because there's a couple other guys in double digits right by him. But I cannot believe that Keegan Bradley was almost donkey chalk. But I'm in a good mood, so I'm going to give him yeah. ah, chalk, all right? So there you go. This is an important thing to remember. Look at this list right here. Notice, just because you're the highest owned does not make you chalk, right? Matter of fact, if they're in green, I don't even really consider that chalk. Chalk is when you are too highly owned versus the guys around you. When you get really highly owned versus the guys around you, that's when you become donkey chalk. When you're getting uncomfortably high, you're eh chalk. You need to understand this stuff, and it doesn't mean that you can't play them. It just means you need to be cognizant of when you do play them, what it does to your lineups. All right, let me get over to my model. I've got the model up right here. I'm a big model guy. Uh, things I looked at this week. If I have found that anything is more correlated to success at TPC Scottsdale, it is greens and regulation. You do not want to be scrambling around this course. You need to be having high greens and regulation. Okay, and so I weighed that the most. I also looked at longer par five scoring because all of there's the, the par fives here are longer than in other courses. Uh, greens and regulation is, of course, correlated to ball striking. So I looked at ball striking. I looked at putting, but let me give my dude Ron Kloss a little bit of uh, credit over there on the Twitters. I am not a dude that jacks off to grass. So when he said something about these are POA, to trivial, tri- trivialis, whatever the hell ever, whatever that means. And here's the courses to go look at. I just went and looked at who puts well on those courses, and I got the Bermuda the hell out of here, okay? So thank you, Ron. Uh, you're doing the Lord's work, okay? You, I'll, I'll, I'll do the ownership. You do the grass. We'll help each other out. It's, all, it's, a, it's a great little community. Uh, from there, uh, ops, uh, that's that's opportunities gained. I like that. See guys who've been sticking it close. I looked at driving distance because I think driving it far here helps, but I also don't want to lose track that sometimes you can be good off the tee and not drive it far, right? That'd be guys like Emiliano Grillo or Hayden Buckley, okay? So I also looked at good drives. I weighted both of them. I looked at proximity from everything from 125 to 200 with the biggest emphasis on 150 to 175. I looked at fast putting greens because if there's one thing that is consistent across uh, TPC Scottsdale, it's that these greens roll fast AF. I definitely wanted to see around the green. I, if you've got a lot of greens in regulation, you're not going to be doing too much around the green, but I do think there's more than one way to get it done around this course. And, of course, I just looked at their recent form, their last 24 holes. And if you look at the model, I can't believe it, everybody. 
Rory's number one in my model. I made a model and Rory McElroy's number one. What a fucking shock. How do I do it? I don't know. I'll never know how I do it. Anyways, as you can see, uh, by the way, Tony Finau was number one in my first draft, but once I added the stats and I added how they putt at those specific courses, Tony fell off the face of the earth, okay? Because I guess old Tony doesn't putt so well at those courses. No, neither does Rory, apparently, okay? Uh, but he's still number one, okay? He is a god in three different religions. All right, so it appears though Rory, uh, look, up top... I don't know what's going to happen now. It appeared as though Tony and Scheffler were going to be the ones that were getting squeezed with Xander, uh, with Xander getting so much love and then Rom and Rory also getting ownership. But now with the Xander news coming, I wouldn't surprise me if you see a little bit of that ownership kind of fall off to Finau, maybe a point or two to Scheffler. Uh, I think people are just going to be smart enough to realize that Scheffler at 10300 is too good of a price and he's at too good of ownership to not play him this week. So Scheffler might be like that Wednesday night surprise that catches some steam and I think most of that lost Xander ownership, whatever that is, two or three points because of these rumors going around. I think a lot of that is going to go to Scotty. Uh, Max Homa, Justin Thomas, completely forgotten about. They are com they are squeezed uh, right there. You've got more Cowan and Cantley who are going to draw tons of ownership. You had Shoffley, so these two are getting squeezed. I don't think people are ready to live in a world where you pay 9900 for Max Homa at an elite field event. Uh, Justin Thomas, every time he's forgotten about, he wins. So just know that he's probably going to win this week. Uh, you know, you've got the great pivots. The pivots really start right here. You've got M and Kim sandwiched between Morikawa and Cantley, and guys like Decky, uh, Hovland, Fitzpatrick start to become mega pivots, right? They're just the pivots that you really want to consider. Then you've got Cam Young, who everybody's going to play. And so now you've got Spieth and Burns and Tigala and Hatton. This whole range just becomes super squeezed. I'm not telling you to go pivot. Remember when you pivot. This is a good lesson to remember. When you are making a lineup and you feel like your lineup's a little too chalky, don't go make six pivots. Don't make five pivots. Don't make four pivots. Legit, go take one guy in your lineup that's chalky and go move into a guy that's lower owned. That one pivot will almost certainly be enough to really differentiate your lineup from everybody else. And if you feel like it's super chalky, maybe do two pivots. But if you're living the pivot life, you understand that pivoting isn't about, oh, I only play pivots. No, 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 no. You need to just make a point to have one or two pivots in each lineup. That's really all pivots are, right? You don't need to just have a, a player pool full of pivots. If you do, you're probably going to be a long-term loser because there's a reason that better players are higher owned, and it's usually because they're a better play that week. The key is determining which ones are worth fading and which ones are worth pivoting to, and I'm telling you, the answer is not always I just fucking pivot every time. That can't be the answer. From there, Lowry and Fleetwood are two guys that my model loves. My model loves those two guys. Um, but you got to remember a lot of their stats are a little bit older, okay? Because, you know, they've been like off in, I don't know, Europe or something. I hear there's other countries. I can't confirm that, but that is the rumor going around the mean streets. You get down to the 7Ks, I will just go ahead and tell you, my biggest belief is this, who is going to win this week is not going to be determined by who you pick up top. You are going to win this tournament by nailing the 7Ks. If you can nail these 7K guys and you get it right, that is where you will get it. Because so many of these, these top guys are all going to finish in the top 10, top 15 this week, that their points will be very, very similar. But if you can go nail that Seamus Power, or who the hell ever it is, and the 7Ks that gets that T2, that's where you'll win the tournament, right? Because he will be so much more highly leveraged than those top guys okay he will be so much higher in points scored than the guys around him right that's where you want to do keegan is chalk if you want to play him you can here's what i'll tell you to do go look up alex Dorn. that dude is on an effing heater but it hasn't been in america so no one knows about him i think his ownership's going to be high enough because there's enough touts out there uh talking him up but man he's a good play mav mcneely that guy screwed me last week i'll never play him again that's why you're a loser Okay, just because he screwed your lineups last week, don't let him do it two weeks in a row. Go back to Mav. He'll be just fine. 
Unless he withdraws, then he's probably not okay. The Hobbit. I mean, the, the the model loves the Hobbit, but how about this? How about you just go play Russell Henley at half the ownership? There you go. There's the answer. Uh, other guys to consider. Uh, I think Brennan Steele's catching some ownership. Adam Hadwin has really nice course history here. Joel Dahlman, take off the shirt and spin it around. Um, you know, the one that really stood out to me is Scott Stallings. Like, if I'm building a cash lineup, Scott Stallings, I feel very, very comfortable with him being the sixth guy in my lineup. Shit, even Russell Knox doesn't sound that bad in a cash lineup, which makes me question if I even know what the hell I'm doing at cash if I'm considering Russell Knox. Uh, a couple sleepers to consider. Uh, you know, I really just the first thing I thought of this week is I want guys who are long and straight off the tee. And when I think of long and straight off the tee, I think of Johat in Vegas, and I think of Barty Marty Laird. Okay, those are two guys that I love. If you're buying the narrative that you want long and straight off the tee, and they are they need to be deadly efficient off of the tee, those are two great guys to start with. If you want a guy that doesn't bomb it off the tee but always puts himself in good positions, just go look at Emiliano Grillo. Okay. Uh, he, yes, you're going to have to deal with him four putting from like 32 feet, but you know what? He'll hit like 18 greens in regulation and it'll all average out. And of course, if you want like a really, 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 really nasty sleeper, well, who hits it further than old slapdick Patrick Rogers? So there you go. That is my model, man. I got my model. So if you want to know who is the one guy I am definitely not playing this week, well, I will tell you, I'll be the first to admit I, uh, I uh, uh, got HBO and last night, uh, Leprechaun 4 was on, and that one, for whatever reason, of all the Leprechauns, that one scared the shit out of me, so there's no way I could stand looking at this guy's name all week in my lineups, so there's no way. We're not playing Camp Young. We're not playing that Leprechaun. Get out of here. Get out of here with your donkey chuck. Get out of here. Not doing it. We're not doing it. Hey, Polly, tell him. Get the fuck Get out of here, Cam Young. Get out of here. So then who is the one guy I'm definitely playing? Well, I wish I could answer this at 1 o'clock in the morning as I'm finishing up my 19th cold brew. <laughs> the one guy I'm definitely playing is probably largely going to be influenced by the weather. But I think what I know, he's already on the good side. No, I don't think he's on the side that's going to get screwed by the weather. He was one of the first guys I thought of. He's a dude that is good and straight off the tee. And I've already preached that the 7K range is the nuts this week. I should have already had my Canadian flag ready. We're going Corey Connors. Corey, we're going Corey Connors. Let's go. Let's go. I team no putt. Team no putt. I, hey, I do want to point out one thing about my boy Corey. He's a completely, basically average putter on those courses I looked at. So if I could just get him to putt average, we're, we're printing money this week, you mother father. All right, you guys ready for the drawing? Well, one second. Let me tell you about my website, dgen75.com. If you don't know it is the best community out there, I kick all the slap dicks out. We are growing. We are winning. It is awesome over there. We don't do a single pick. I teach. Uh, we teach each other how to play. We get better at the game. We celebrate. We celebrate each other, and we have a good time. We remember that's what PGA DFS is all about. But more than that, we have the best tool out there. It is called the Rosetta Stone. This bad boy right here, which has everything you need. Instead of just hey, here's a bunch of random numbers from the PGA. Figure it out, dickhead. How about I put everything there that you need to make to make informed decisions, from ownership to win equity to top twenty to make cut percentage to projections to optimizer leverage to course history to everything you could possibly need course rotation weather influence high pivot plays uh, uh or excuse me high leverage plays pivots injury watch everything you could ever need to know in one thing where you can just go reference it and not spend 58 hours studying this shit every week 
like my loser ass does. Sounds nice, right? That's the Rosetta Stone. We also have that for round three and round four showdown. Check it out. Do me a favor. Make sure to like and subscribe because if you don't know, I'm independent as fuck. I don't have any sponsors. I don't have anybody who's, uh, who's, who's, I don't have a media network. I don't have any of that. So when you like and you subscribe and you tell a friend, that really helps me. YouTube won't, won't share me around because I cuss too much. Always reach out to me on Twitter. I will never blow you off. I'm not a dude that like takes myself too serious. So you can always reach out to me. I'll give you a timely and thoughtful response. Let's get to our first winner. This is from Rough Riders, which I finally figured out how to say after saying it wrong, who's sponsoring this giveaway. So thank you. This is for everybody who retweeted last night. Here we go. Our first winner to make a lineup with me tonight. Please reach out to me on Twitter or on the Discord. It is InBotDFS. I hope that's not a bot. Not even a good name to hide. Uh, there you go. I actually I think feel like I recognize that name. So there you go, Inbot DFS. He, he, re, he retweeted me last night, so I know you're on Twitter. Shoot me a DM. We'll make a lineup tonight. Over here in the chat, we've got the editor. It looks like we have Ray Martin winning. Mark McCray. Isn't Mark McCray the old lead singer for... Wasn't he the lead singer for uh, uh, with the uh, one day? I can't remember. <laughs> and Adam K won the giveaway. And lastly, to play me in the fuck counter, it is... Devin Laring, 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 I don't know how to say, Mark McGrath, thank you, Sugar Ray, I knew that, thank you, thank you, Wombat, that's why I keep you around, you mother father, all right, so uh, there you go, that's our winners, all of you, uh, Ray, Mark, Adam, Devin, and uh, whoever just won was on my screen, Inbot DFS, all of you reach out to me tonight, we'll make a lineup tonight, if you want to do showdown, we can do that also, uh, if you want, because, you know, all the big $20 are full this week for week long, or we could just go hop in the secondary, you let me know, you mother fathers, appreciate the support, let's get to some Q&A, and let's get the hell out of here, that's what we're going to do, to Q&A we go, here we go, over here to the Q&A, if I don't see a question, I'm skipping it, you mother father. All right, Spoonman, I was going to play Mark Hubbard this week until my two buddies texted me. They loved Mark Hubbard. Oh, no, your buddies mushed him? That's a real thing. I got some buddies that are like, hey, I got a real good feeling about Patrick Cantley this week. Patrick Cantley, gone. Off the list. Uh, all right, uh, is it more ball strikers or putting short? I, uh, uh, I, I love ball strikers this week, Anna. This course in Genesis, these next two weeks, I'm all about the ball strikers. Tom what a name <laughs> i can't wait to see uh, chalk is broken down this week such stacked field uh might be a lot of mad chalk that's exactly right tom great analysis before i even showed it there is a lot of mad chalk you're exactly right brother uh it's the best night of the week double you couldn't have said it better you mother father what's up bill all right getting through here uh how about justin rose one and done pick last week let's go wait you put you on know what justin rose one and done Ricky too sticky? Oh, who is it this week? Go ahead and share it. Let the people know because you got to be in first place. Kenneth Jones, let the cook, uh, uh, love looking forward to going forward in the community. Me too, brother. All right, let's see here. Looking for questions, looking for questions, looking for questions. Uh, have you liked the video yet? Jeff gets it. All right, Ricky too sticky wants to know uh, uh, Xander or Cantley? Well, this answer would have been Cantley. Now that I know that there's some Xander uh, 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 gossip out there, now it's Xander. Wait, why would you play somebody after there's news that he might be okay? Because it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Like, it's, it's all just a bunch of noise, okay? He's fine. I don't worry about that shit. I'm pumped that I'm going to get Xander at 3 or 4% lower ownership than I was going to. Okay? And if he withdraws, oh, fucking well. <laughs> That's the game I play, brother. It's pretty freeing. Do this. If you're a GPP, bro, this is a very freeing thing. Go enter your lineups and GPPs. And then as soon as the contest starts, just know, oh, 
I'm out $5,000. I just lost $5,000. And then anything you win back, it's just, it's just icing on the cake. And when you free yourself to think like that, that is when you'll truly be a GPP bro. Okay. If you can't, if you're like, I could never do that. Well, then you'll never be a GPP bro. Okay. Uh, and then when you, when you think like that, and then Xander withdraws on hole eight, you're like, well, it's okay. I was already going to lose that money anyways. It's freeing. Free the mind. All right. Jungle JD. Let's go. Uh, all right, who's your favorite 8K play for GPPs? Oh, for uh, 8K for GPPs, I think it's got to be one of these Irish, or not Irish, one of these European dudes, Fleetwood, Lowry, or Hatton. If you made me choose, I'd probably go Hatton, probably, probably Hatton. Thoughts on a first-round leader? Jonathan, I would probably go somebody who goes out in the morning, but as soon as I say that, I don't know. Uh, you know, go look at good first-round scores. Uh, off the top of my head, someone it's going to be somebody that everybody faded this week that's going to – it'll probably be Tommy Fleetwood. There you go. First-round leader, Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, Cody asking real questions. Let's go. Which course uh, is the easy course this week? Uh, the, the, the one where the wind isn't blowing. Hollywood. KH Lee or Hoagie? Well, uh, I'm a KH Lee guy, and their ownership's about the same, so I guess all things being equal, Troy, give me KH Lee, you mother father. Wait, you're on a three-game losing streak on the F-counter? That's right, Nick. You got a problem with it? You want to play me? $5,000 tonight. Nah, I'm not prideful like that. That's cool. Uh, what is the contrarian bill? Fade the 10K, guys. I would say that I would bet uh, Bill probably about 70% of all lineups will have one of these 10K guys in it. So that right there, if you just started with your first guy in Max Homa or lower, I think you would already be different than a roughly 70% of all lineups. That would be my guess. But you also got to be aware, Bill, when you do that, you're leaving a lot of win equity out there. How are we feeling about Taylor Montgomery this week? I'm warm to him. I'm warm. The fact that like I have him at pretty moderate ownership uh, is pretty tempting. The one thing I will say about Taylor Montgomery is there is definitively better players right above him and right below him that are lower owned. Okay, Hatton, Fleetwood, uh, and Lowry are all right there around him, are all objectively just better golfers, and they're lower owned. That, that's my one concern about him. But maybe it doesn't have to be him or them. Maybe the answer is just all of them, right? I'm Ron Burgundy? That's right. Uh, any love for EVR this week? Uh, love to keep him out of my player pool, if that's any help, Christian. Uh, Pilu, uh, what is uh, what is a heavy Devi? Also, uh, my best... <laughs> don't, don't reference my videos. Okay, do you regret uh, your Wendy subscription? No, best $18 I ever spent, other than the fact that I... I mean, if nothing else, if nothing else, Adam, I get to spend endless hours analyzing shit that changes every you know couple hours. And then I'm like, hey, let's do it all over again. So for 18 bucks a year, great investment to waste all my time on. Uh, I avoid donkey chalk in my tournament lineups, but should I, uh, should I be? Yeah, no, here's a good rule. Uh, be because I'm New Jersey. Uh, yeah, you want to play a lot of chalk. Like if I'm doing a cash lineup, it's starting with like Cantlay and Cam Young, right? Those are just guys. Give me, give me the Hobbit. Give me the Leprechaun and give me the most boring person alive. That's the three people that I'm going to start my cash lineup with, right? Uh, there's a reason that they're, that, that, that they're so popular. People love to choose guys that they feel like are safe, and they don't like volatile players, and that is why underpriced guys like Cantlay and Young and guys who make the cut a, li a lot like Harmon become so popular. It's very, very simple. Why is DraftKings reminding me to make my lineups before the emergency stream? Because draft, I mean, the same reason that they put off these contests that don't fill, because they're donkey dicks. Uh, Jerry, uh, eat some chalk, but I leave some salary on the table to be different. Is leaving one k? Oh, well, thousands a lot, man. I mean, I'm just saying, like a thousand bucks, right? You leave a thousand bucks on the table, you could get from like Taylor Montgomery to Sung J M. Jesus, dude, that's a lot. That's a that's a big. I mean, Sung J M is definitively a better player than Taylor Montgomery. That's the only thing I'm worried about there. Uh, is it okay to go back to McNeely after the WD? Absolutely. 
I, I, I would never even consider Maverick McNeil, except that he fucked everybody last week, so now I'm in. All right, uh, let's see. How much uh, cash is okay to leave on the table? I won't be leaving more than $500. Uh, there's just too many good players that, like, $500 just upgrades my lineup so much more. Uh, thanks, P. Lou. Uh, let's see. Uh, with such a solid field, increase your player pool to some GPP classics, or do you keep it tight? Uh, no, I will. Uh, across my 190 lineups, I'll have a player pool of probably about 24, Jason. Very, very tight. Tight like, toy, like a toyga. Uh, all right. Ben, if Harmon is the Hobbit, who is David Lingmurth? Uh, I believe he's a Martian. I believe Cam Day, uh, Cam, Cam Day. What the hell's his name? The guy that's always on Cam Stewart. Cam Stewart, uh, always on Pat Mayo show. Called him his name. I am from another planet. Uh, okay, you opened up with three Fs. Add them to the counter. Fuck you. Okay. Fuck. There you go. There you go, Chris. Thanks. Keeping me honest, how do you figure out your projections? Uh, what do you set your max ownership when optimizing? So for my ownership projections, I'll never tell. Best. It's it's my ooh, it's my secret recipe. I'm not going to tell you, but I'm going to take it to the grave is what I'm going to do. Uh, what do you set your max ownership at when maximizing lineups? I don't really worry too much about that. I fade so many of the chalky guys when I'm building my player pool. I don't really do that. I do look at product ownership, especially in my high, like in $200 single entries and stuff like that to make sure that I'm getting lineups that are way different. And I like that number to be as small as possible. Product ownership is where you simply multiply the ownership of all the players. If you have three or four guys in there under 10%, that number gets real small, real fast. Thoughts on a big player pool that I should be playing? So if you're playing 20 lineups, I've always said 13 to 15, dollar bill. Uh, hey, thanks, Patty Norvies. Uh, let's see. How do you play cash game versus GPP? The same amount of money for each contest. How do you play your cash? Yeah, so in cash, I go a lot safer. I don't worry about ownership. Matter of fact, ownership is appealing to me at cash uh, because it helps. it's almost a, a hedge. So if I'm building a cash lineup, the first guys I'm looking at are guys that are good values, can't lay, uh, young, Harmon, guys like that that I've already referenced. Keith Mitchell's probably a pretty good value. And then I just kind of fill in from there with guys that I may like, right? Like, say I have 10,800 left over. Okay, well, I want to finish with Scheffler. I want to finish with Rory, something like that. Uh, I also use the stone because if you don't know, we have the made cut percentage on there. And that's also an important thing because it's kind of important to get all six of your guys through the cut, right? M. Couldn't have said it better, Sam. Uh, will Doug Gim break ownership records at the U.S. Open? I doubt Doug Gim's going to break ownership records for anything except being dead last. Who has the best weather edge? Hannah, I don't know. If I had to pick, I'd go AMPM, but I, I got to tell you, with every minute that passes, I feel less confident in that. What is your salary structure favorite build this week? I, I To me, I, I, I will tell you, I'm going to have a rule that all of my lineups will contain at least two guys uh, from Decky up. That will be. I will have that hard written in there, and I will be playing a lot of those guys because I don't want to give up all that win equity that those top guys have. Karam, uh, is there a good way to hedge yourself if you're playing a weather edge within one lineup, playing multiple lineups? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you this. This is a this is something to do. If you're unsure about the weather and you find that you have, let's say you're doing a player pool of 30 players, and you find out you got like 15 from the AM PM and 15 from the PM AM, just make two little mini pools and go make your lineups and make all of them from this pool and all of them from this pool. And then, like, if one of those weather edges hit, you're going to have half your lineups that are going to be in a nut position, right? And it's not like you're not playing guys that you already liked, right? It's still the 30 guys you already liked. Now you're just playing them together. Okay, that's 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 one of the few correlations we can ever truly get at PGA DFS, right? Uh, is Tom Hoagie a good play? Um, I, I mean, if you like cheesesteak, he is, Colin. Uh, ready for the nerdiest thing I've ever said. Those aren't six towers. Those are six different models. You love models. Hmm, those aren't six towers. Those are six different models. You love models. 
Okay, I think that's a reference to what I was saying earlier. It's been a while, and I've had some drinks since then. Nick, wind apps are like my wife when I ask her what she wants to eat. I don't know, whatever you think. No, not that. <laughs> I'm going to tell your wife you're slandering her, Nick. Nick with $100. Look at that. The editor gets to eat tonight. Balance build or studs and duds? Studs and duds for me, brother. Do you think Showdown is better than Weeklong? 100%, Ricky. I mean, it ain't even close. Can I make my lineups during your stream, or is that frowned upon? You may start with one. I will allow, I will allow one. It's like Christmas Eve, Nick. What's good, you motherfathers? What's up with you? Hannah, the editor gets to eat dessert, too. Thank you, Hannah. I appreciate you, sister. Ryan McQueen, what is the best idea for the mid-8-tier guys? Is it Ricky uh, or Day really back? I mean, to me, instead of guessing that Fowler and Day are really back, why don't you just go play guys that are really good right above them? <laughs> all right, Fleetwood, Lowry, Hatton, all those guys seem way more appealing to me. But whatever, you do you, boo. Aaron, what's up, you motherfucker? Nick, save those $100 donations for the poker table in Austin. That's right, we got a DGen 75 Austin trip coming up in, like, what, five or six weeks? Jesus, that's soon. Uh is this considered Mickey Mouse tourney since no Higgs? I, to me, it is. If Harry Higgs isn't there, it's not a real tournament. I mean, yeah, you've got the top players in the world, but you ain't got Harry Higgs, so it ain't a party. Uh, who is the best ball striker under 7K? Probably off the top of my head, I would say Hayden Buckley. Uh, let me. Uh, this isn't even the freaking thing. Let me go look over here and see if there's anybody. I, I searched ball striking. Uh, under 7,500, a good ball striker is Luke Deman Listeman. Hayden Buckley, I called that shit. There you go. At least over the last 36, it's Hayden Buckley, Sean. All right, thoughts on Morikawa and Young? I, I think they're both very good plays, but I don't love them together because you're just eating so much chalk to start your lineup. And if you eat those two, you're probably going to go play Cantlay in that lineup too. So if you're going to start with those two, I think you really need to be aware of that, and you need to try to have a pivot or two in that lineup because that's going to be a very chalky start, I believe. Smash the like button, a man that gets it. Uh... Uh, how chalk is Cantlay? I mean, 20%, and I think he's going to... I actually think on my final one, I'm going to bump him up a little bit. i gotta, I got to go look at uh, my model and determine. Favorite 8K guy this week? I think it's those lower guys. Uh, it's either Lowry, Fleetwood, or uh, Hatton. Xander or Morikawa? Mm, Xander now. Now that there's some news that Xander might suck, I'm all in on Xander. Give me the Xander. Uh, we'll be playing... Uh, Lucas Ebert, he's been playing great over there, but it, we see he does seem to be a little bit Kyle. He does seem to be a little bit higher owned than I would like. I haven't like seven percent. Not that that's like crazy high, but there are other guys around him that uh, are a little bit better. And he only—I mean, I'm not kidding—that guy only gets it done with short game. And if I want ball strikers, he's kind of the antithesis of what I want. Golf taking over this weekend. That's right, T Swin. It's golf season, you mother fathers. I heard—I heard football still around. Cannot confirm though. Any love for Ricky? Uh, I did until I saw that he's going to be double digits, and then I fell over laughing. Uh, I've made all my lineups. Brian, have, hey, hey, if you want to get back on the heater you were on a couple months ago, you wait to make your lineups until after this is over, you mother father. 200 live viewers. Nice work. That just means the people are pumped. It ain't about me. People just need to listen to somebody talk shit about golf, and that's why they're here, Delbert. Uh, BK calling in from Mexico. Oh, all right. Uh, oh, wait, yeah, he is in Mexico. He was posting those pictures. That's right. Thanks for checking in, big guy. Uh, 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 who will the top Canadian be? Adam Hadwin. Easy, easy. Uh, can you put out a video building? Uh, yeah, ask me that over on the Discord, mother father. Uh, Mr. Pentrini, Neesmith or Jonathan Vegas, last guy in my lineup. Vegas for me. I'm a Vegas truther. I love dudes who smash it off the tee. That's what he does. Okay. Uh, he also sucks at putting, but so does Neesmith. So what are you going to do? Matter of fact, I actually kind of like them both, if you want me to be honest. 
Uh, any love for Luke List this week? I don't know why. I love ball strikers, Christian, and I just never give him a second look. He's just not on my list. What do you want me to say? Uh, thoughts on Ryder? Um, yeah, I'm going to pass. I, you know, I, I think I'm just a little mad that I play Sam Ryder every week, and then the one week I don't play him, he decided to be the fucking nuts. So there's that. There's that. Model. I'm a model man. Uh, will two guys over 10K be a contrarian build? I don't think so, Jordan. I think a lot of people are going to start. I think the most common build was probably going to be something like a Rom Xander until this news broke. Now I think it's going to be something like a Rom Morikawa or a Rom Cantlay is probably going to be the most popular build. Uh, let's see. Homa or Morikawa or both? Homa, all things being equal, but I don't hate if you want to play them both. Are you worried about Fitz's health? No, I think he just had one bad round. He looked fine until he fell apart on Saturday. But I also, you know, I, I when I think of ball strikers, Matthew Fitzpatrick, not at the top of the list, Bob. Uh, lowest we go is 6,700. Is it a landmine down there? Yeah, I don't mind Hubbard down there at like 63. You know, I wish uh, Nasty Nate's not so bad at 65. There's, there's a couple guys on there. Power or Hoagie? I, I would take Power. No one seems to want to play Power this week. I don't know why. Uh, in building a 20 max player pool, should you have seven guys? Uh, should you have more 7K guys or more like five to six? I usually play three to four. In building a 20 max player pool, should I have more 7K? I, I, when I have a 20 max, I usually have six to seven 7K guys. Or maybe I should rephrase that. I have about seven guys, 7,500 or lower, because I, I kind of lump them in with my 6K guys. Thoughts on posting? Love him. Uh, if I put Rory and Rom in the same lineup, uh, who are some 6K guys you would consider? I already gave you some of them, right? Uh, Jonathan Vegas, Emiliano Grillo, Party Marty, uh, guys like that. Guys who bomb it off the tee is what I want. Or they don't even have to bomb it. Just guys who are really gaining a lot of strokes off the tee would be my answer to that, brother. Jeff, is there any value to start your lineup Rory Rom? How different of a build would that be? I think it's. I think that only probably about 3% of lineups will start out that way, but 3% of lineups in a field of 100,000 is still quite a bit, right? Um, the question I would say to you, Jeff, is when you build that lineup, do you like what the rest of your lineup looks like? If so, well, then do it. If you don't like what it does to the rest of your lineup, well, then probably don't do it, okay? Because you're probably going to have to play two punts in that lineup. Uh, prefer cash or GPP this week? I will be a GPP bro this week. I might build a cash lineup, but I don't know. I, with this weather the way it is, I really would rather just not fuck with it and save that money for uh, showdown. <sighs> Come on, baby. Can I win? Yeah, that's right. Hey, you did win. Uh, let's see. Okay, we're almost done here. We're almost done. We're almost done. Let's see. Mark McGrath. Oh, yeah. Sugar Ray. Another a, a record for Super Chats. Three Super Chats in the night. Thanks, Anthony. You mother father. I know you. You're good peeps. Uh, the editor is getting dinner. He is getting dessert, and he gets brunch tomorrow. Look at this kid. He's gonna he's gonna be three hundred ninety pounds in no time. Uh, the editor is eating well. Couldn't have said it better, Sean. Thanks again, Anthony. Player max. How big of a player pool would you consider? Thirteen to fifteen for my twenty max. Always. Uh, let's see. What's for dinner? Probably pizza. <laughs> I want some carbs. I'm stressed out. Anton, what do you want from me? What do you want? Okay, I get stressed. I drink coffee and I have pizza. It's a weird combo. I don't know. There's this Dave's hot chicken that's pretty good, although it's not very close. But maybe that gives me some time to let the wind settle. Is there a best week? Uh, is there a best day of the week to have a birthday? Friday, Thursday? No, Wednesday. Because then you get to be here with me, you motherfucker. You skip all your birthday and you be here with me. Two ten k or three nine k guys. I like two ten k guys, Cody. But that's just me. If you like the nine k guys, play three of them. Uh, Spoonman43, how should I build a player pool to be for 50 lineups? When I have 50, when I'm building 50 lineups, I'm usually right around 20 guys in my player pool, 20 to 22. Uh, and then, and then within that, I, I have some from each little range, right? 9,000 and up, 
8,900 to 7,500 and then 7,500 or 7,400 and lower. Thoughts on Pendrith? I mean, I want to like him. I do. And he showed a little bit of life. I'm not opposed to him. I think he's a great pivot. If you're not in love with other people in that range, go go Pendrith it up. You think uh, JT's recent form that he had a single owned once? Uh, what am I reading here? You think JT's recent form? What do you think single owned once all is said and done? I think that JT is going to be very forgotten about in single entry. I think you'll get him at uh, 12% in single entry, if not lower. Uh, let's go, Ray. Don't forget to send me a message. Westbrook to Utah. What the fuck? Sorry, off topic. Hey, Westbrook is not off topic. I live in Oklahoma City. I still love that man. I mean, hell, I even still love James Harden, that fucking loser. Uh, let's see. Uh, P. Lou, is it, is it your birthday? Not till April, brother. Uh, PP advice, uh, boards up. PP advice. Oh, price picks? Yeah, wait until, uh, 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 round two so we have some data. That'd be my advice. Brett, how many 9 and 10K players in a player pool of 20 max? Four. Four. All right, uh, I hate to tell you this, but Polly just told me. Get the fuck he out told of me here. to get the fuck out of here. What do you want from me? So with that said, don't forget to go uh, like and subscribe. Come check out the website, dgen75.com. Come join the best community out there. Help grow. Share it around with some friends. I'll talk to you motherfathers later. Good luck this week. Make sure to send me those screenshots. Hopefully, you will be. we can make a whole collage of all the winners like we did last week. I'll talk to you guys later. I hope you enjoy this outro.